So, I've been waiting forever to say this. What up, what up? What's good? Back at it again with a new episode of the We Could Be Wrong podcast. This is episode 25. We've had a long layoff. We're finally back recording. Um, due to certain health situations, we were out and we weren't able to uh, record content and as much as we wanted to. But, I mean, we're back now and that's all that matters. So, I mean, we're back. Sports are back. Um, and some of them are on the way. So let's get started with our, you know, let's just get started on how you feel. Cause we spoke about this before and we spoke about how and what we thought about the return of sports, you know, due to the fact that you certain precautions, certain measurements, certain, uh, certain, uh, uh, things that you have to do in order to, do the basic thing that you used to do as far as just getting on the court, getting on the field, uh, getting in the octagon, getting in the ring. Now there's a whole lot of different steps going back. So do you believe, because they asked me this before also, and I think you did too, do you think sports are coming back too soon? Yes. What is your thoughts on, on the return of sports? Like how do you feel about it? What makes you feel like it's too soon? The fact that we still don't know exactly the long-term uh, effects of this disease. Okay. And right now, well, I mean, we've had a few athletes that have tested positive for the for the COVID. Right. And when you're an athlete, if it's something that attacks your lungs, that's a lot, you know, for endurance, for you to be able to do your your job as an athlete. Uh, right now, with the UFC, uh, one guy had to. A step out yeah. of the of the fight. He was the main event fighter. Yeah. Right, right, right. All right, and that's that's just one sport. Now multiple sports. This is a a sport where there's just two individuals in the in the like in the event. Yeah. Other sports are group yeah. sports. You know. Yeah. So it's more people. Um, not just them, but I mean, you put their families' lives at risk. Mm-hmm. That's that's just my only concern. I mean the the family part. In in majority of the sports, they are not allowed to be in the facility of mm-hmm. of uh, the event going on. As far as NBA, I think they will, but like a little bit later, they will have to go through all pro- protocol. They will have to do all the measurements and all the procedures in order to be able to attend the facility or enter the facility as far as basketball. And I don't know how football is going to do it. Majority, I believe. I don't know how that's going to work. Maybe hopefully by that time come september which is more or less than likely that there will be fans in the stands but to me i think uh the COVID is starting to uh, being looked at by, by at least uh on the sport side of things as a common injury when somebody pulls a hamstring uh hurts their back uh or is in some sort of discomfort you know they they rest them for like two weeks Three weeks, whatever they uh, you, they evaluate you as as the time goes to see if you're 100 percent to come back. And this COVID, I think they're they're willing, and they have the highest professionals working at these places. So you have nurses, uh, you have uh, you have a uh, uh, test to be taken constantly. It's not just one time. You're constantly taking it. They're taking all the measurements, Purell uh sanitizing everything to the to its fine but with that being said it's still going to pop up 
Yeah, it's yeah. still gonna happen, but you're not as afraid of it as you used to be. And as far as a uh, full blown athlete to catch it, yeah, you will feel symptoms and you will probably get some side effects or after effects from 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 the virus. But like I said, you have the highest trained professionals and and uh, medical uh, staff there working. Uh, to be able to get you right back up to speed, physical trainers, nutritionists, everything you need to come back uh, to get your body back to full health. I think that, that um, I don't think I believe that's what they have at the at the facility. So you'll be able to come back and uh, and be able to return to your team within a couple of weeks. So that's my thing. I feel like yes, it may, people may feel like it's too soon, but you can't wait out forever. You can't. You can't. It's not gonna be forever. Okay. I get what you're saying, and I understand mm-hmm. that the the sports, NBA, NFL, MLB, hockey, they is a billion dollar sport individually. Uh, I want to say they can afford the doctors, they can afford the treatments, they can afford yeah. everything that they need. Yeah. Uh, for for to take the precautions. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, the effect of the disease towards individuals. Um, I want to say this year. Uh, the expectations are super high for almost every sport. Uh, UFC, I want to say, is uh, at its prime. Uh, athletic like athletes mm-hmm. right now in the UFC, you don't have a lame fight. You don't have a boring fight. Almost, almost every event is is like, like must it. watch. Yeah, yeah. NBA, I want to say this. This playoffs are gonna be probably some of the best playoffs that we've seen in a while. The more diverse, not just like before, it would be like just one team that was really good, two teams on one on each side. Yeah. Now there's so many good teams uh, that we get to watch, uh, and also NFL. I want to say right now NFL is pretty spread out, where almost every game is going to be exciting to watch. Yeah. My my concern is is it's that there's going to be so much stuff going on. Um, if one individual gets to catch the disease, mm-hmm. could their career be over after that? I doubt it. No, I, you don't. It, you don't think that the the side effects and the long term uh, effects to uh, I guess a COVID patient's lungs will affect their you know like well it may, it may their uh, performance yeah, after that maybe their performance but that's why you don't bring them back as soon as they're able to come back like as far as you being cleared as far as you coming out negative. And then immediately return. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think they're going to further study you because these are big uh, organizations, and you're dealing with big money uh, companies uh, like the NFL, MLB, uh, NHL, everybody, UFC. Everybody's uh, taking those measures. So when you come back, they're going to test you, evaluate you before, and check where you're at, and help you get up to speed, and not just immediately throw you back in. As far as baseball, I think. it's a little different with baseball because there's not a lot of uh, contact. Not a, no, there's contact as far as you being close, first base, second base, whatever you know. You're standing there, but you're not necessarily running at all, all times of the yeah. of the game. You stand, you you kind of like short sprint yeah, yeah. from one base to the other. So you don't necessarily have to be like a track star, full, in shape and yeah, ready yeah. to go. So that's the thing. I think these guys have, will have the perfect. They have. The the means, the money, well, not really the money. I think the money is kind of uh, uh, low with majority of it just because there's no gates with anybody. But like like Dana said, nobody wants to be first. 
No, that's the thing. Nobody wants to be first. And if for whatever reason you get a case, a positive case, now it's look, you're put under the microscope. You should have never came back. You get all the scrutiny with with you trying to come back. That if you, for some reason, have a test that's positive, that sheds a negative light on on your sport, on your uh, on your um, what do they call it? And your you being desperate to come back, you uh -huh. being so impatient to come back instead of taking your time looking at the infrastructure and looking at everything that you need to take in order to move forward. But I think the UFC laid that infrastructure down and was able to put lay down the blueprint for everybody to follow. Yeah. And not saying everybody's perfect because the UFC has had their... their no, they've, uh, I want to say they've had, like, what, three cases since... Uh, Thus far, since they started having events? They've had a couple of cases, but, I mean, the only thing is adapting to the situation. Now that it's adaptable and people are, are not in foreign territory anymore, I think they're more comfortable with how to handle things. And not only that, but your your players, the the organization, the the whole business of it is comfortable being there. Some of them are not comfortable because you're stepping into unknown territory, right? Like the UFC, when the first fight came back, it was skeptical. Everybody was a little nervous how things are going to run, how are things going to go uh if somebody comes out positive, this, that, whatever. Everything came out fine. Everything came out pretty good. So as long as these other sports follow in the same routine with them getting back, they'll be able to maintain and have everything under control and not be so scared to not even dive in and just look out from, look from the stands at everybody else trying to trying to move forward. And you're yeah. just going to wait. You can't just wait. You got to move forward. You got to try to at least and try to make the best of it at this point. Like I, I, un seems. I understand what you're saying. And <clears throat> I'm pretty sure we all miss sports. The, I mean, being fans of the sport, being fans of the culture, being fans of just you know our teams, you know. Yeah. But I I, I stick by what I by what I believe, and I, I believe that it's this year is too soon. Um, to me, even though it hurts, I wouldn't mind taking a year off from sports. Let me ask you this before you keep going. When they uh when they opened up the restaurants and the bars, did you go back to the bars and to the restaurants? There you go. I believe everybody everybody seems to know what to do, but when you're able to go outside and participate by on yourself and on your own measure, you do it. You do it because you know what you're getting yourself into. You know where you're going, and you're willing to go just I, because you're so tired of not being able to do anything. I just think it's gonna be. I think. Um, and I mean, we're learning, we're learning our lesson of what happened whenever they opened up the bars and the restaurants. You know, the cases went up dr dr dramatically, and uh, dramatically, dramatically. Yes. My yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, they went up like I was gonna say drastically. Yeah, but, but it, it, I, I put two words together. Yeah, my bad. Uh, this is the show called We Could Be Wrong. So, so yeah, we could be wrong on a lot of things. But uh, I mean, that's what happened. I mean, they opened up the bars and the restaurants too soon. Everybody went nuts. I went to, I, I'm not going to lie, I went, I went to a restaurant. I, I probably haven't stopped going to restaurants since. I never stopped going. Even when they were closed, I was probably trying to find a restaurant that was open. Trying to find somewhere where I could sit down and eat that wasn't at my house. Yeah. But when I went to the bars, all the bars were super sanitized and super uh, controlled. Only 50% of the people were there. So, I mean, and you know to keep your distance. And was it probably dumb and a waste of my money? Yeah, maybe for a little bit, mm -hmm. but I mean, this is this is. Um, I just want to say this is probably 
Um, I don't know. I just I just feel like it's too soon to put somebody like for uh, I think it's kind of selfish for us to ask for them to risk their lives for a sport. Well, it's not really us asking for it. They brought it up. They were willing to return. No, the, I'm pretty the, sure they're the willing players. to return because they want to get paid. Not only does they want to get paid, but they just want to get back at it. They yeah, want, yeah. I, it can't, pretty much the players are asking the the league, are you willing? Are are y'all are y'all wanting us to come back? Yes, come to a mutual agreement. Have everything prepared, sanitized, where we feel safe, you feel safe, and we could put on a show for the fans. At this point, especially for a sport like baseball, if yeah. you get the attention on baseball right now when there's no sports. This is your perfect time to capitalize and exceed your viewership from these people that just left baseball back a long time ago. They weren't watching baseball. Baseball's not the biggest sport here in, in the U.S. They say it's the oldest, older it's, older man's sport. And it's dying as and the it, years it, it's, go. It's dying. It's me as a new baseball fan that just picked up baseball probably like six years ago. I love it. I love it. I love every little bit of it. I like the, the little things. I like the new changes. I like the old ways. I like it all. But like I said, and it's just like uh, uh, Dana White said, you're going to feel safer here than you will be at your local grocery store because we oh. have everything and and that needs to make you feel safe. No, I'm sure that I'm sure they are taking all the necessary precautions. To yeah. So I guess me and you can agree safe. that we're kind of glad at least that we of get to course, see something. Of course, I'm because that's I'm, something we all enjoy. Of course, I'm desperate to see sports, but, but not, it's but, just the fear of losing good players along the way, and then. Not seeing them next year. Whenever you know everything dies down and there's a there's a vaccine and whatever, what if some of the players that I was excited to watch are not going to be in the sport anymore because they probably caught the the corona? Yeah, but it doesn't necessarily mean it ends your career. It doesn't end your career. We don't know yet. We don't know unless the player has certain symptoms. Like we just found out that Joey Gallo tested positive from the Texas Rangers, and he, I believe, I think he said he was asthmatic. Mm. So stuff like that, then maybe that's a little different because you already have a, a health issue. Mm-hmm. So that may change a little bit of, of the perspective of what we're saying here. But like as far as somebody that has no health issues or anything, you should be fine. But with an organization and, and the backing of your team in the organization, they could do whatever it takes for you to come back. I just feel like at this point with the sports coming back, for the people watching, for fans, for, for just society, I think that's a little bit more laid back as in, like, I don't have to go to a bar uh, because th- at that point, um, there was nothing on TV. Mm. You don't want to be at home and just doing nothing. But if there's a game on, there's a fight on, I can go get me uh, some drinks from, from, the, from the gas station, come back home, eat, uh, order me some food, and I'm watching an event, live event, like where I just feel comfortable being at home and seeing something live. Uh-huh. That, I think that's the whole point in some sort of way for sports is comeback. For if they say stay home, please stay home. You're a little bit more more uh, uh, able to stay home because uh-huh. you at least have live sports to watch, and you're comfortable with staying at home. And that way, we can get rid of this and and move forward. And other okay, that's speaking on the world pandemic that we're going uh, through. COVID-19. Mm-hmm. What do you think about uh, other things that are going on uh, in in the U.S. Um, with politics and the whole 
uh, Black Lives Matter movement, do you think? Because some athletes are saying that there's more important things right now, but at the same than t- sports. Because yeah. I heard that there's some athletes that are thinking about sitting out. Yeah, there's some athletes that are sitting out, or some are. I mean, some athletes that... because of everything that's going on this year, a specific year. Yeah, but like we said, uh, I heard this uh, classic uh, or just brilliant in, in in the smallest way where he said some athletes are acting like they can't walk and chew gum at the same time. So it's like, yeah, you can stay home and 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 say you're gonna uh, continue to fight the 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 issue at hand, but you can still do that and be uh, and still be active in your profession. You can be on the court, on the field, and putting on for the cause because all eyes will be on that sport. People are gonna be watching that sport within the days as the days go by. Uh, coverage on those kind of situations starting to go down, starting to go down. It was big when it was starting, and it was this big thing going on. Now it's like mm, they'll show it, but not as much as they used to. Sports coming back, that's a big issue. Big limelight shines on that. Now you come back with the same and with the same measures that you were taking over there, but bringing them into the profession where they're allowing you to, you can make a big uh, noise for for the cause that you've been fighting forever. So I think you can do both things. Not necessarily one means you're taking away from the other. And I get for people that do say that that yeah. it does. Um, you just got to see it in both ways. You can do make an impact on, in both ways. You just can't get away from the big picture that you're trying to get to, which is uh, justice for yeah. sure. No, just I mean I guess for me, there's just too much going on this year that I believe, even though I don't want to. Like to me, honestly, I believe that sports must, should take the year off, but I guess we'll see in the following month now that uh, MLB and NBA will be back, and see how I guess how that goes. Yeah. So, speaking of that, and and talking about um, moving forward and and adapting to things, we've seen the UFC come back. Mm-hmm. That was one of the first uh, things that came back, and before this pandemic, UFC took took a big. Uh, we're taking like criticism, right? As far as uh, how they paid their fighters and how it was ran, and pretty much saying like, for example, Conor McGregor went to fight Floyd Mayweather because he wasn't getting paid uh-huh. what they what boxers were getting paid. The the not even the biggest boxer gets paid. The biggest, the not even the biggest boxer gets paid more than the biggest superstar in the UFC. Uh-huh. It's just the way it's ran. I guess to keep it under control, where you're not getting too high, but we won't pay you too low. Like, uh-huh. do you believe the UFC uh, structure is kind of sort of like the NFL? Like they run the UFC like the NFL. Like there's nothing bigger than the the NFL. No player is bigger than the team. No player is bigger than the league. It's the league first, the team, and then it's the player. Yeah. And the UFC is UFC, Dana White, then the fighter. Yeah. And do you think, because as far as what I'm trying to ask and what I'm trying to say is, this whole time that it was being criticized, do you think it's this whole time it's been the right way to do it? Because I- think about, look at boxing. Boxing hasn't, able, hasn't been able to put on a solid card since this came back. Some people don't even know it's back. Uh, and look at UFC. Three title fights coming up. These for the past few weeks they've had fight of the year contenders. 
people locking eyes on these UFC cards coming in because they're their fighters and their biggest fighters are willing to step up to fight for the company, fight for the UFC, fight for the for the cause of what's going on right now and put on. Boxing can't put on any cards. They can't seem to find anybody willing to fight. You don't you don't see the the Canelos, you don't see Triple G, Lomachenko, Teofimo Lopez, the Charlos, Errol Spence Jr., Terrence Crawford, all these people, all these boxers and all these uh uh athletes are not willing to fight because they're so spoiled and so used to being spoiled to where they're I had I heard saw a comment where it said uh Terrence Crawford said you gotta pay me more to fight in this pandemic. Yeah. And how the fuck are you gonna pay somebody when we're in a pandemic? Yeah. And Do you think the UFC has this is they they've shown the structure, this is how it's supposed to be. And that's why the UFC continues to be great. That's what I mean. That's what I'm asking about. How, yeah. how do you feel about that? How I, do you feel no, about that? I, I am very pleased with the way that Dana White has been running it mm -hmm. because you don't have that greed among each individual. It's always about the sport with each, uh, each fighter. Mm -hmm. uh, it's all about just being the champ. It's all about just, you know, it's, it's never been about the money. It's, or politics. Or politics. You know, yeah. it's always been about, you know what, let's fight and find out who the best man is. Yeah. And... And that's what we have been having, I want to say, the last five, probably probably ten years, amazing UFC. Yeah. UFC has year for taken year. by storm the um, the fighting game. I mean, boxing, you have one great boxing fight, like once a year. Uh, I disagree. You have a lot of good fights, but, uh, but if you want to make a point, perfect point. Uh, the BMF fight, Masvidal, Nate Diaz, and then you had Canelo in the same night. USC made Canelo wait until their pay-per-view was yeah. over. That's how much. You're talking about the biggest boxing star right now waiting until the UFC was over because yeah. they felt like they couldn't compete. I mean, Canelo was willing to go out there and, hey, let the fans choose. Like, if you want to watch UFC, watch UFC. You want to watch me box, watch the boxing. But the bigger or the higher-ups were like, we can't compete with this. They're going to kick our ass. Yeah, you can't. And with the feud with Dana White and De La Hoya, Who's going to win the whole, every time? Yeah. You can put Canelo against somebody really big. You could probably do Canelo Triple G 3, and then you make a stack card like UFC 251, mm. and it's over. Yeah. So I, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. I agree that the UFC has ran its business the way it's supposed to be. Like yeah. you said, no greed. You fight The best fight the best. You only deal with Dana White and his crew, his staff, yeah. to make a fight happen. You obviously... Uh, uh, it's about Fighters the sport. Managers sticks to the sport. Yeah, but you got to talk to their managers and stuff yeah. like that. But that's nothing. It's not the same as oh, this guy signed to Showtime. Oh, this guy signed to the Zone. Oh, yeah. but they can't fight with each other. The promoters don't like each other. See, that's it's too, much, too much. That's too much politics. It's, yeah, it's too much. And the, I'm telling you, the the most average boxer making millions, millions of dollars, and now that it's time to kind of quote unquote give back, or I've had your back this whole time, giving you money, making you the most money. And now that the money's not there, and I need you to return the favor, that way we can, you know, get the sport going. Oh, I don't want to fight. I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna risk it. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. I mean, I get that. I get nobody wants to risk it. Everybody has a family, and you need uh, funds now. If you want uh, a fight, you're definitely gonna ask for the biggest amount of money. But like I said, we're in a pandemic. Where's this money gonna come from? Like. You know how much all this uh, staff of medical staff that are here test? You think that shit is cheap? Yeah. You want your health or or you want uh, 
your your career to keep going. I think you're so used to your lifestyle that that you're not uh, willing to give back to what gave you that lifestyle. Yeah. And in the UFC, it's the complete. There's a few like Conor, Masvidal, John Jones. See, but uh, but see, like damn. I want to say the ones that really make the bank bank in UFC are the ones that go out and get their sponsorships. The ones that go out and get their, uh, you know, like, it's not just a paycheck from the UFC that's making the rich. They have multiple uh, incomes coming in from, I mean, once they get that type of fame, they mm -hmm. go and get it. UFC has kept it where, you know, like, they pay everybody what yeah. they deserve. Yeah. I don't think they low-cut anybody. I want to say... They pay them what they deserve, yeah, depending yeah. on the card and depending on, you know, the event. Because, I mean, it's a sport at the end of the day. Yeah, and don't get it twisted. If if, if the UFC had fans and had gates and these people want to, uh, and these fighters want to negotiate contracts and negotiate, like, a, more, Dana White would have no problem doing that. If, especially talking about Conor, John Jones, and Jorge Masvidal. That's, those attract fans into the into the stands. And they wouldn't mind. But since we're in a pandemic, uh, they can't afford to do that. And in boxing, it's like you're you're uh, the promoters are so tied to their cash cow, to where they know this is this is the guy that's gonna bring me the most money. But now you don't have the money, and they're not willing to fight. And now you're trying to sell us these little fighters that you have. We're not going for that shit. When UFC has mm -hmm. champions and their best fighters putting on shows over here. You see the difference of mm -hmm. what's going on. You've yep. been fucking up this whole time and being greedy and taking all the money and robbing us from bullshit events sometimes that UFC is, may not be the highest paid, but their fighters are more in tune together. Yeah. yeah. Like for the company. Definitely. And I just feel like that's just the way to go. And that's why the UFC is kicking ass right now. By far right now, the best sport in the game right now is the UFC. Yeah. It's taking over right now. And Dana White is a bad motherfucker. I think he is the best president of any sport right now and he's doing it it also helps to have the potis on your side yeah yeah can never fail and speaking of of those one of those events was tyron woodley versus uh gilbert burns so tyron woodley coming off a long layoff i think he had like a whole year that he did not fight he was close close enough close enough to a year and he comes back and he fights gilbert burns he was scheduled to fight leon edwards um for those UFC fans that are listening or that are uh, are uh, follow us uh, religiously, and you know we talk about UFC a whole lot on this podcast, and I've been saying uh, Leon Edwards was going to fight Tyron Woodley, and I was going to give it to Leon Edwards because he's hungry. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, the pandemic hit, and we weren't able to see that because he's from England, and Tyron Woodley's from the U.S. from the U.S. and so they gave us Burns versus Tyron Woodley. I'm not. I'm gonna be honest. The last time we recorded. We predicted who I was taking. I was taking Tyron Woodley just because I felt like he was hungry to come back and prove that he was still a top and elite fighter. I was wrong. I, and I'm not ashamed to say when I'm wrong, I was all the way wrong. So Burns comes in here and he just dismantles Tyron Woodley. Fucks him up. And and he does what he came to do. He was hungry. He was fresh. He was... uh in in tune and in uh form to come back and 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 put on a show like he did and that's just another another disappointment for leon edwards so my question to you is who should be more disappointed with with the win that burns had tyron woodley 
from having a year off and losing on your comeback fight or Leon Edwards where Gilbert Burns fights Tyron Woodley and beats him and becomes the number one and gets a shot at Kamaru Usman right after that. When Leon Edwards could have been that guy to beat Tyron Woodley, I'm not saying he would have. I mean, I, I, mean, I, I would have gone for him because I believe he probably would have beat him. And he could have been the number one contender fighting for the championship belt, which he's been trying to get to for forever. But since this happened, he seems to be fucked again. Like, mm. he does not get the opportunities that he was in line for, and they just get removed from him. So who do you believe uh, should be more angry? Tyron Woodley losing in his debut, I mean, in his return fight, or Leon Edwards missing out on an opportunity for a title fight? I think it's like it's more for Edwards. I believe that, too. I believe that, too. It's just seems the dude seems to have the worst look yeah. every time when it comes to fights the big fights always gets moved he never gets the 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 recognition he deserves and i feel like now with this fight island coming out uh coming into play i think he's should be one of the names that should be able to come out of this fight island i don't know i don't believe that's been tossed out there is he not coming is he not able to come to america no yeah no, they're not letting them come into America. Foreigners, they can't come to America. And for the past, I think, three UFC cars that will be taking place in Abu Dhabi and Fight Island would be UFC 251. And then after that, it's the, a fight night special versus Cater uh, uh, and Ige. And then after that, it would be the Stipe, Miocic, and, uh, and DC. Mm -hmm. So those would be the three cards. And I don't think... Leon Edwards would be on any. I could be wrong. I don't know. He could be on an undercard for the Stipe and DC fight. But to tell you that I'm sure, I don't know. So that was a good fight. And it was it was disappointing. Um, it wasn't. No, not that it was disappointing. But it was a good overall turnout for it being uh, the first time in the Apex. Uh -huh. And it was no fans. Smaller octagon. And, yeah, so Tyron Woodley was scratched out of there and was taken out by Gilbert Burns. Complete it was upset. a good fight. Complete upset. It was a good fight, though. No, it definitely was. It showed yeah. you what Burns can do. Yeah. So when, Tore his ass up. When they said hey, he fucked his eye up yeah. and everything. So, that was early in the fight, too. Yeah, and knocked him down in the first round. So, and probably like one of the first exchanges they had. So, yeah. you already know where, where it was leaning. And he kept staring them down every time after every uh, the I think end after of that, every round. I, after that, after that first round, he was done. He was feeling it himself. Yeah. He was like, this dude is not going to hurt me. Yeah. So he knew he had it in the bag. He was just punishing them the whole fight. So uh, perf uh, perfect execution by Burns. And he ended up getting a title fight uh, at UFC 251. Then you had Dustin Poirier versus uh, Tucker. Um, it was uh, June... 18th if i'm not mistaken that fight and that fight was one of the fight of the year contenders one of the fighter of the year for sure just straight action packed and you knew it was going to be like that just because their styles mesh so much they're they're just action packed uh styles that they have you know what i one thing i had was having this conversation i was excuse me i was having this conversation with the with a co-worker of mine and you know what he said because mm -hmm. he was a, a fan of hooker he saw him fight uh um what's his name puff elder and and i i didn't watch that fight live 
I went back and watched it. Or your hooker was the 27th. The 27th of June? Uh-huh. Right? Okay, my bad. So, and he was a big fan of his. Maporia had been out for a while. He, I think this was by far his longest layoff. The last fight he had was against Khabib, and he lost that fight. Then he had hip surgery, and he had all kinds of, of uh, injuries, uh, and he had surgeries to to get rid of those, and he came back. But, you know, when you're in a long layoff, they forget about you. The show moves on. So when I told him he was going to end up fighting Dustin Poirier because he called him out after uh, Hooker B. Felder, and, and he didn't know who he was. Later on, I showed him fights when he fought Gaethje, when he fought uh, Max Holloway, and he still took Hooker. And I'm not mad at him because Hooker was coming up. He was on the rise. He was, he had some steam going. So I was like, okay, well, I'm taking Poirier because a lot of people forgot who he was, forgot mm-hmm. what he can do, and forgot that he is one of the best fighters in this division. He may have lost to Khabib, but everybody loses to Khabib. Yeah. So you can't really base it off that. So now this is a comeback fight, and he fights... Uh, he fights Dan Hooker, and it was just a fucking showdown, completely. From what I hear, Poirier was kind of bothered because he was already talk. Hooker was already talking about facing Gaethje after this, the winner of Gaethje and Khabib. He felt like he was overlooking Poirier, so he said he had to come with it. And it was crazy, is that when even, he told- even even with his long layoff, he's still one of the pound for pound. He is amazing yeah. at what he does. He is by far one of the best I've seen, just as far as striking wise. Uh, his overall aura, his 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 demeanor, his his story, everything about him is just he's just one solid dude. Yep. So I've always been a fan of his since the first time I saw him fight. I think uh, what was his first fight that I saw? I want to say it was before he fought. Uh, Damn, I can't remember. Probably the Gaethje fight was the first fight that I saw him fight. But anyways, uh, I saw him. Uh, he saw, my my coworker said after the fight was over, he said the second round was the best round of the whole fight. And I get the whole, every single round was interesting. When he said the second round was the best round of the fight, I was kind of offended. Mm. What do you mean the second round was the best part of the fight? Like, the best round of the fight? Like, bro, Poirier was losing the fight. The first two rounds, they gave it to Hooker. So you're talking about a guy who was giving punishment and and taking punishment. And he was down the first two rounds to a guy with high steam and uh, coming in with big hopes to beat Dustin Poirier. And he comes back and beats him in the last three rounds. In the second round, they were gassed the fuck out. In the second round, Hooker hit him with a flurry of shots at the end of the second round. And it looked like it was about to be stopped. And it looked like Dan Hooker was about to have his hand raised. And at the end of the round, when the horn blew, Poria puts his hands on his knees and starts breathing really hard. And I'm just like, fuck. This dude is going to be, he's going to finish him after the second round. Is That's what it's looking like. But he composed himself. He was able to throw kicks. This is the by far the most kicks I've ever seen uh, Dustin Poirier throw. Because they said after he had his hip surgery, he was back normal. Before that, he wasn't able to throw kicks because it was so painful. So he was throwing a lot of kicks. Combinations. Boy, when he touches you, he touches you with power. Like big shots. 
and it, you could tell on uh, on the effect it was having on uh, Hooker's face. It was just bloody. It was all kinds of damage taken to the face. He was hitting them with uh, body shots, constant body kicks, and he was fucking them up. And he came back in the third round. He was, uh, I think you mentioned uh, Hooker had four takedowns. Yeah. And and Poirier only had one. So when I kept, when I kept seeing that Hooker was taking them down all those times, like fuck. You're getting taken down too easy, but when he got taken down, he was winning on the ground. Yeah. So I was like, bro, how can you say that the second round is the best round when this dude has been losing these first two rounds and has to come back third, fourth, and fifth and taking ass an ass beating on both ends? You saw ass beat on both ends. You saw uh, combinations landing on one side, leg kicks uh, landing on the other side, uh, uppercuts, big hooks. Uh, heavy jabs, body shots. You saw it all. You saw it all in this fight. So when he said second round, I was just like, bro, did you not see the entire fight? Like, bro, this is this whole fight was crazy. This whole fight was A1. If we're looking at, like, like strikes taken, it was pretty evenly matched. But in the first two rounds, Hooker outstruck Poirier in the first two rounds. In the mm -hmm. last three rounds... It was all Poirier. Yeah. And the takedowns that he was receiving, that Poirier was receiving, but winning on the ground... That takes a lot, bro. When you get taken down, you usually get manhandled on the ground. Uh -huh. The person who gets taken down, but he was getting taken down, and he was with his uh, wrestling and his jujitsu down there. He was he was holding his own, and he was coming out on top. He was using Hooker's uh, Hooker's um, uh, fatigue at his advantage because they were both breathing hard by the end of uh -huh. the second round, and then for him to be able to capitalize on that, I think it was an overall amazing performance by Poirier. And I think after that, uh, Dan Hooker went to the hospital. He couldn't even do an interview. He was all the way fucked up. Bad. And now it showed people that, who didn't know Poirier who he is and what he's all about. He can come at you. And it was a little shade um, or a little mind games. At the beginning, because Hooker came out with the "I got I don't get tired" by Kevin Gates, and um, and that was old. That was Dustin Poirier's old, com uh, walkout music. So a little mind games going on. So after the fight, when it was over and Dustin Poirier wins, he goes up to him and he tells him, "Don't don't uh don't count the chickens before they hatch." Mm. It's pretty much saying you were gonna fight Gates you next. Isn't that what you said? Like, yeah. pretty much saying, bro. You overlooked me, and yeah. I showed you why you don't overlook anybody. Uh -huh. You're supposed to f focus on the guy that you have at hand in front of you. Then you move forward. So I'm teaching you a veteran move. Don't don't overlook anybody because you never know when they can get the best of you. And hats off to Dustin Poirier in 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 straight veteran fashion handled business, and now he's on to the next one. I'm I'm excited to see who he's able to take on next. I would I wouldn't mind seeing him fight Tony Ferguson. That'd be a good match. That'd be badass match. Uh, so I mean, I know Justin Gaethje is in line to fight Khabib, but I've heard Justin Gaethje say that Poirier is on his on his list for sure. He wants to fight him pretty soon because the last time they fought, Poirier got the best of him and ended up winning. That's a that's a fight that he would like to run back, and I think everybody would love to see that. Is that the only one that Gaethje has lost? No. No, Gaethje has lost a couple of fights. Okay. And, um, but that one was like, know, he was winning that fight. Record. He had him hurt and and wasn't able to uh, finish him off. And then tables turned and Poirier ended up taking the... Poirier got a chin on him. 
Yeah, yeah, he can. He could take a punch. He could definitely take a punch. So, so uh, that would be a good fight to watch. Yeah, especially both of them right now, being healthy and at the way you know the the point of their career right now. Yeah, I mean you could do a lot. You could do a lot with Poirier. Poirier is one of them guys that that will come in and doesn't disappoint. Um, it, it it all depends on styles. You know how we always say styles make fights, and I just feel like that Khabib fight was never his style. So it's just like, I don't know how you get that win back if you were able to ever get uh Khabib against you again or get that Khabib fight again. So I mean, I Khabib I just is feel, just an animal, bro. He, there's no, there's just that's just he's in his own lane. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. He's he ain't nobody fucking with. You see wrestling a lot in the UFC, but you don't see no shit like that. Khabib is just his own. He's on his own. It's just he's he's just that good. Yeah. And hate it or love it, he's he's good. You're watching greatness. You're watching Tom Brady through his whole uh, Patriots run. You're watching LeBron James through his whole career. Michael Jordan. This is dude. This is one of them dudes. Yeah. He's that he's you gonna, definitely a goat. That you're gonna that you're gonna look back on and say, damn. Like I probably didn't like his style back then. I thought his fights were pretty boring. I hate he always took it to the ground. But when you get to know his uh, his style or the style and how dominating he is, it's just greatness at his best. Uh, okay, bro, let's... Do you say Khabib is the face of the UFC? No. Okay. Sorry. Let's move on. Yeah. I don't want to get into that subject uh, okay. right now. Uh, UFC 251. Bro. What everybody wants to talk about. Stacked, Bruh. stacked, by far the most stacked card since UFC has came back. I think... Well, they, I heard them mention that they were, since they were flying so far out, going to Abu Dhabi, that they wanted to make a card that if anybody pulled out or anybody anything happened and would mess up a, a fight, that that card could still stand on its own. So that's why they made it that stacked. Three championship fights in one. Even the undercard, Thug Rose versus uh, Jessica Andrade. Amanda Rebus versus Paige Van Zandt. People we wanted to see Van Zandt come back for a long time. She's finally making her comeback after a, a long layoff, and and then you obviously you got the three title fights. Like mm -hmm. that's a ridiculous. That's something that you don't see in boxing. Like I said, right now they're fucking hanging on from a thread. They're not. They don't know what to do. And UFC is just. Let me just say it. happy birthday to you. Oh. This this is I want to say this is. What you wanted. Mm -hmm. This is like you making a wish. This last week, and it came, and it came true. You know what's best? You know what's better than having your birthday on a Saturday? UFC two fifty one landed on a Saturday. Yeah. And you get the news or the week of that your boy, the face of the UFC, the real face of the UFC, stepping up to fight one of uh, the Nigerian nightmare, the boogeyman of the division. Okay. And it's just fucking crazy. Everybody's going crazy right now. The media was going crazy. Everybody's excited. If if they were excited, do you excited, think this is just as crazy as uh, Khabib and Ferguson hype? Uh, Similar. Um, I want to say he's up there. It's a little. I would say the the they the, have history. This is new history. Well, this is like a new uh, grudge match, somewhat, with their rivalry or their beef that has been slowly. The reason why I say it's a little different is because that fight had that fight was promoted. There was a press conference for yeah. it, so you knew that fight was going to happen. Yeah, this fight was not supposed to. No, happen. No, that other fight was supposed to happen multiple times, and it's continued. It still hasn't happened. It still hasn't. It continues to get canceled. So for those who don't know, at UFC 251, the headliner, the, the main event was supposed to be Kamara Usman versus Gilbert Burns. 
But this week, we, we heard the news on Friday that Gilbert Burns was pulled out of UFC 251, catching the coronavirus, and he wasn't able to compete. And in fucking BMF fashion, comes out, willing to fight in six days' notice. And what do you know? They pull off the, the, the by far the biggest, if not... Yeah. This I, I'll compare it more to this. This is more like McGregor Nate Diaz one. Yeah. For sure. Definitely. Yeah, because uh, this fight was not supposed to happen. It hasn't been promoted. They, it hasn't Masvidal, been promoted, but they have had their exchange of words. Yeah, they so, have their history. So they have their history. Yeah, so we, history. we've wanted this fight to happen. Yeah, this was the original fight that this was supposed to happen. This is the fight happen. that we've been wanting to happen, but by just by... Uh, money issues. Money issues and Camaro being the champ. You know, like we knew it was going to take time mm-hmm. for Masvidal to get to fight uh, Usman. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by luck of COVID nineteen, by luck, um, that was this is by far the, been the only positive, no pun intended, yeah. of COVID nineteen. By by luck, I mean he got the shot. He's getting the shot to you know skip. You know, like we don't have to wait. It, it's just gonna happen this weekend. Yeah, it's just gonna happen, and we don't have uh, like when it, when a fight is announced, you're like hell yeah, I can't wait. Let's just hope it happens. And now this one, it, we're still there because I've been telling early. you. Then Kamaru's man. To me, is the face of his his division. Division. Okay, and I'm not I'm not disagreeing with that as far as taking him lightly. Yeah. If I would say I'm not nervous, I'd be lying to you, because it's gonna be a great fight. I believe it is. And you going off and of he that, could go either way. And you said, "This is the fight we've been waiting for." You're right. You're absolutely right. Because I've been Everybody. wanting it. Because after Covington, I I know that Kamara could get down. Yeah. Either yeah. way. If he needs to get to the ground, he'll take it to the ground. If he needs to stand up, he could stand up and, and go, you know, and uh, go hand in hand with anybody. Yeah, he'll throw and it down. And to you, Jorge Masvidal is the guy in his division. Yeah. So well, it, this it, this it, is this is gonna put our differences. Wait. You're you're right, but you're not right. You're right because this is like I said, this was the fight we wanted to see. But I didn't want to see it at six days' notice. Hey. I wanted a full camp. Who are you? No, gonna... you say that Masvidal. You've always said Masvidal is pound for pound the guy at any time, any fight, anybody in his division. You said this the I whole did. time. Okay, that's true. So it doesn't matter when. Like he should have been ready. Yeah, no, he's training, but it's not like having a camp. He should have been ready. I don't think Camaro's camp has been as. As uh, well, he's been having a camp, I won't say everybody, time. but I want to say everybody's camp right now with coronavirus has been light, uh, has yeah. been Zoom, has been online training or lightweight training because people can't spar like anybody. They you can't bring somebody out of town to come spar with you, or you can't be around uh, a specific trainers constantly. You know, like the bro, yes, you can. No, you can't. Yes, you can. They're limited space. I, I want to, Max Holloway's talking about he's doing all his training through Zoom. Do you believe that? I, be, I believe most of it, it is. Like, Do you believe this is mind games? No. Because Volkanovski no, 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 said he no. don't believe that. Ex- no, exactly. Like, he could be training with a, a small group of people, but uh, but he's over, isn't he in Hawaii? Yeah. So, he, it's, 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 we don't have the... I'm not saying they can't afford it, but I mean, because... We're in the pandemic. You know, mm. traveling is a little bit more limited yeah. right now. So, yeah. I mean, we're everybody's dealing with what they can have. But know? there's people in the gym 
Yeah. There's people in the of gym. Of course, there's people in the gym, but it's limited. Yeah, you choose who you want. Like, if there's fighters coming that actually fight professionally yeah. in that gym, then those who are the ones you get. You don't get just randoms. And and Kamar Usman has been training. People, people don't know. Uh, Usman and Gilbert Burns share the same. They, they train the same gym, and they have the same coaches. So what do you do? So what happened was the coach said, I'm not, tra- I'm not training neither one of you. He's also uh, sparred with Gagey, right? Wait, so I'm not I'm not training either one of you. So each of them had to go and find their own gym. Usman goes with Gaethje's, uh coach, and and that's interesting. And yes, it is. And um, and Burns went. Uh, I forgot where he was at, but he wasn't winning his original um, trainer. So now this whole time he's been training for Gilbert Burns. This whole time, yeah. God knows how long he's been training for, right? Masvidal has been training, right? Because he was his uh, Dustin Poirier's sparring partner. Mm-hmm. He was his n- main partner. But when you're, you're somebody's sparring partner, you're not necessarily training for for your own fight. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. helping him fight the guy. That you, so you're not really going all out. You're just doing uh, certain yeah, yeah, positions, yeah. certain anything. But you're still in training. You're still yeah, doing it. Yeah. Bro, this dude has to cut 20 pounds. Masvidal was 190 pounds. Yeah, he has to cut. And that's, this was one Friday? Friday. And he has to cut that for Friday. Yeah, before yeah. the weigh-ins. In one week. That's a lot of fucking weight. That's a lot say, of weight. I want to say he could do it. But let's just say he has that built-in excuse. Let's just call it what it is. He has that built-in excuse because anybody in the media and anybody saying, oh, uh, there's no way Masvidal's going to be the favorite. And right now, he's not the favorite. No, he's not the favorite. Usman is the favorite. Uh, the and everybody's favorite. saying, who am I supposed to take? The champion that has had a camp? Or the challenger that has been on a streak, but he hasn't been in a camp. He's taking this fight on a six days notice. So he has the six days notice excuse. And he has the I didn't have a full training camp excuse. Take it for what it is. It's reality. That's just what it is. But, what happened with uh, Nate Diaz and McGregor? Yeah, I was going to bring that up. It did happen. Yeah, and and they uh, and he ended that's, up putting that, up. That's why I, that's why I don't I don't want to celebrate yet because I said like I said anything can happen. In this anything sport. can definitely happen. And if that's just who okay, let me ask you this: Who has more pressure then, Usman or Masvidal? They hate each other. Usman. So obviously there's pressure. Usman has more pressure. Why is that? Because he's been training for a fight. It doesn't matter who yeah. he's been training for a fight. Right. And he if somebody with a six week notice comes and whoops his ass. That's just that's, bad. That's that's just losing your title. That's being embarrassed. Being embarrassed and losing bragging rights. Forever. And then all oh, and Usman, he's a cocky. He's uh, cocky. Yeah. yeah, and he's been talking a lot of uh, noise about your boy. Um, so that's just gonna put him in a bad position. That's ultimate pressure. Yeah, he's in a lot of pressure. And if you've seen, and if anybody has noticed this, and Masvidal was on his way out. He was already about to re- re- retire from, well, walk out from the UFC. Not retire, but walk out from the UFC because he's not, he hasn't been happy for not having the title shot and not getting paid. And not getting paid. So what are the odds? This happens, and, and now the ball is in Masvidal's court. It's just like, okay, you want me to fight? I'll fight. And I'm you sure know what I bring yeah, and I'm as sure soon he's as this is announced. As soon as, as soon as this is announced... You're going to see how, if people were already excited for UFC 251, bro, this shit just blows the shit off the roof. 
big time. Like this is on some other shit now. This is USC two two fifty one, and you're shooting it up with some steroids, some EPO, and all kinds of bullshit. It's just ridiculous how this shit has spiked up already. Mm-hmm. Now, now that this this is already announced and it's official, think of the 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 pattern that has happened since we came back. Tyron Woodley was supposed to fight Leon Edwards. Boom, shit changes. He fights Burns. What happened? He lost. Then you had um, uh, Tony Ferguson was supposed to fight Khabib. Uh-huh. They give him Gaethje. He lost. Now, Kamar Usman was supposed to fight Burns. Now he's fighting Jorge Masvidal. So there's a pattern here. Uh-huh. Shit has happened. Uh, upsets have happened. Um, like we just spoke about, Nate Diaz, Conor McGregor. That has happened, and upset has happened. The only thing is just the training camp. That's the only thing that worries me. Kamaru Usman is a bad motherfucker. Put it any way you want. He can do it all. He is, like his nickname says, he's the Nigeria nightmare yeah. for anybody. He says he's a fucking problem, and I fucking believe it. I'm not overlooking him. I'm nervous for, for my boy. I'm, yeah. take, I'm taking my boy. Don't right. get me wrong. I'm taking him because I just feel like he's that fucking talented. All right. Before, well, continue. Would you hold it against him if he lost? No. So you would be willing to see that again with a full training camp, and let's see what happens. Or would you basically? I would be willing to see a rematch, mm-hmm. depending on the outcome of the fight. Right. If Masvidal comes in and embarrasses him, and dominates the whole time, mm-hmm. that just shows you that he's a better man. And regardless, if he comes back, most likely the same thing is going to happen. But if it's a close match. I would I would, I would want to see a rematch. But you will also have those people that would say, but Masvidal didn't have a training camp in six days' notice. You know how that goes. Some no, people but I know he could it. fight. No, he can't fight, but your stamina is not going to be there. Your cardio is not going to be as high as it was if you were to have a full training camp. So, But at the end of the day, it benefits both because Usman hasn't been training for Masvidal. He's been training for Burns. Burns doesn't fight like Masvidal, so it's kind of like you got to switch it up in a, in a matter of a blink of an eye but like you said at the end of the day they're both fighters they're, yeah. they they know how to fight so they're just gonna have to get and it I, on and i want to say both of them are solid well no i want to say kamara is definitely more solid on the ground game than uh i have not seen i was gonna say can you I, say that because you've seen i, it? I haven't seen george's and ground if, you game. See, if you see jorge Madrigal's uh ground game i don't know why i just call him george because it's jorge yeah but uh is george would be i think with a g yeah, yeah, yeah. and and he's jorge yeah yeah Sorry, bro. And uh, so, yeah, I, I just think you haven't seen it. Yeah. I haven't seen it, but he's trained with a lot of uh, high-level grapplers and uh, and wrestlers. Yeah. So I wouldn't mind um, if he were to go to the ground, but I would prefer him not to. Yeah. Because if they go blow for blow, I honestly believe, this is just me, that Masvidal hits harder than Kobe. Huh? Blow for blow. And 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 if that happens, Kobe hurt Usman in that fight. Yeah, yeah, a couple of times. So no, he did. He could be hurt, but on on, on the opposite side of the coin, Darren Till knocked out, knocked down, not knocked out, knocked down Masvidal with the first punch he threw when he when he fought him in London. So he not he's been knocked down before. Yeah. So he can get knocked down. But if you can keep him down, that's a whole different story. Yeah. Uh, no, but I believe I'm, I believe that this fight will not be like Kobe Covington. 
So you think he's gonna mix it mix it up on him, make him uncomfortable. He's gonna have to make him uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm pretty much saying he's like, gonna he's gonna have to make him uncomfortable if he wants to win. Right. Yeah, that's true. This they is could. not a pride match. This is a championship match. Yeah. For them. And I feel like in the Kobe one, I think they would feel like they would cancel each other I think, out. I they think took it to the I ground. think in that fight, he didn't care about losing his title. Kamaro. Mm. I believe in that fight. In the Kobe fight? Yeah. I believe he just wanted to pound him as much as he can. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't care about the title. I think it was whenever Bulls see red. Yeah. It was that go. type of fight for both of them. Yeah. Yeah. This fight is a championship fight. It's a... But they hate each other they, as well. They hate each other as well. But this is not a fight that they were... That, that they have been prepared for. Yeah. So I think both of them will be smart. But they were ready to go at that Super Bowl uh, altercation. Yeah, yeah, they, they that, were that's, ready to that's go. different. Yeah, but I mean that's on site. This time it's on site because you're gonna get to see each other and yeah. you're actually gonna get in yeah, the yeah. fight. So that's what Masvidal said. If it was, I, I want to whoop his ass when I see him, but I'm not going to because I'm gonna get paid to do that. Yeah. in the in the octagon. Yeah. So that's why he's taking a separate flight. Yeah. Uh, well, you have to fight uh, private. You know, yeah. when, when you're the face of UFC, you don't fight. You don't fly with everybody else. Uh. So that's what that's why uh, I feel like you keep saying face of the UFC, but he's not on the list of the pound for pound UFC fighters he's by not, the UFC. By the UFC, the UFC has a list pound for pound fighters, and he's nowhere near. There's like ten or more fighters on their list. Just oh. FYI. Hey, people have the uh, their opinion. Okay. People have their opinion. I'm pretty sure Khabib will probably be number one. He's if number not two. John Jones. John Jones is number, number one. John Jones number one. But okay, before we continue to go, we've already into, discussed that anyway. Be, before we continue to go into UFC 251, which we still have a little bit more to discuss, uh, Big Mo, uh, he was supposed to be on this episode. Uh, sadly, uh, schedules didn't work out, but he did uh, send me a message with his input. And I just want to share it. Okay, go ahead. Before we continue to go with this. Okay, let's go. He did I, say I, he agrees with you. I know that. He did say Kamaro is going to retain the title. That he doesn't know why you think Masvidal is the face of the UFC okay. when he's not. Right. Uh, and on the and on the Max uh, Holloway fight, he believes that he's gonna he's gonna beat uh, Volkanovski. In the what fight? In the, um. You, you believe he believes Max Holloway is going to be. He believes Max Max Holloway is going to win it. Um, I don't see he, that. He calls that. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna give his input, and then we'll just go over. Okay, uh, let's go. And then he also calls uh, Peter Yan. Uh, he's gonna beat. Uh, he's gonna trash. Uh, he's gonna crush Jose Aldo. Okay. He believes that uh, by now he should Jose Aldo needs to hang up the gloves. Right. And um, I think he. Oh yeah. He says that Rose, was it Rose? That's, it. That's how you call it? <laughs> Thug Rose. Thug Rose. Yeah, uh, Rose Namajunas. Rose I can't pronounce her last name. Rose? Oh, Namajunas? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, he believies that he's uh, she's, she's going to win. She's okay. going to win that one, too. And he calls uh, uh, our Amanda's going to win the next one, the last one. Amanda Rivas? Yeah. Okay. All right. There's a lot to unpack here, right? Yeah. So... That's, that's 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 Big Mo's input. That's Big on, Mo. Okay, this is on that, UFC 251. Okay, if he were here, I would tell him this. So this this uh, this little uh, section, or this little yeah, um, Mo's input. Yeah, this part right here will be for him. Okay, number one, he I, let's go from the bottom up. So let's just run through the through the card. We'll go from the bottom up. Amanda Rebus and versus uh, Paige Van Zandt. I agree with him 100%. I saw uh, Amanda Reba's fight, uh, Mackenzie Dern, 
and was fucking her up. So I absolutely believe she was going to dismantle Paige Van Zandt. I think Van Zandt has no chance, and after that, she'll retire. Hmm. Okay, after that, we have uh, Amanda, uh, Jessica, Amanda. Jessica, Jessica Andrade versus uh, Thug Rose. Yeah. Thug Rose will whoop her ass. She was fucking her up the first the, the time they were playing. I mean, playing. We don't play fighting around here. They uh, When they fought in, in Rio, she fought her in Rio for the title, and she was fucking her up. One mishap by Thug Rose caused her the title, and she knew it, and... Now she's gonna come back and she'll stop her for sure. Andrade has no business being in the in the octagon with uh, Thug Rose, and I believe it'll be a one sided fight. And after I, this fight, will will she go against Whaley? Yes, sir. She said it. She called mm. her out, Whaley. I want you next. Mm. And Whaley has shown interest in, in fighting Thug Rose, and I think those two are one of the best. You still gotta have Jay check in there. She fucking holds her own. You can't count her out. And uh, but the next fight to see for sure would be. Uh, would be Waylee versus Thug Rose, and if you want to call out a number one contender, uh, you make a number one contender, uh, an interim fight with Yoon Jae Check versus whoever in in that division. And I Yoon think it's, uh, was Jessica, it was that close. It's Jessica Andrade, who, uh, who's in Jessica Andrade got her ass beat by Waylee in the first round. Yeah, to to lose I mean, her tail. So just her beating time. her, she should be up against Waylee. Uh, Thug Rose? Yeah. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, because um, just the fact that Yunjaychek had a close fight with mm. uh, with Whaley, I think uh, she can get a rematch, but I think they would do the Thug Rose Whaley fight first mm. and then uh, throw her in, like, I guess, with you, the winner. I get, you. I get you. Okay, after that, we have uh, Jose Aldo versus Piotr Jan. Jose Aldo, bro, I just, if, I, I was a fan, but. You can't I, help, you can't help to admire his work. Yeah. Right? And, but. Let's be honest, me personally, you may think he's washed, but when he fought Marlon Marais, it was a close-ass fight, and I wouldn't mind seeing him fight him again in a rematch. Let's just say that. But speaking on this fight, Pyotrion is going to fuck him up. This Russian gangster is going to fuck him up. There's no way in hell Jose Aldo is going to win this fight. I believe Pyotrion is the new champion. You can crown him now. Pretty sure you're going to have to crown him later. But this fight... Walk ends with Piotr Jan holding the belt high and hopefully calling out Henry Cejudo to come back and fight him at least one time. You think he will? I hope so because I'm disappointed that they did, ne- they did not fight. They never did that fight, right? Yeah. Okay, so, but I have something. Bring up Henry Cejudo after this. I have something to say. Then we have uh, Max, Holloway. Max Holloway versus Volkanovski. The thing about that fight is... Max Holloway is the favorite, uh, favorite fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Let's put it like that. He's the fan favorite. Everybody likes Max Holloway. Everybody loves him. And 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 this, that, and the third. The thing Volkanovski said is a hundred percent true. I beat this dude, and y'all act like I'm not the champion. Y'all act like I didn't beat him. He beat him. He he beat him convincingly. Like when the fight was over, you knew Max Holloway lost. Mm-hmm. So to not give him his credit is doing a disservice. To his, to his, uh, to the performance that he put on against Max Holloway. To beat Max Holloway is pretty fucking hard. Yeah. And for him to do it like that in a perfect fashion, the perfect strategic way that he did, I believe he beats him again. I just believe Okanowski is better than Max Holloway. And the fact that Max Holloway cuts so much weight to get down to that weight, I think this might we might have just seen and we might just see the last fight, Max Holloway fight at, at featherweight. I think Max Holloway moves up and starts his his uh a new chapter in uh at, at the at the uh, lightweight division. Yeah. yeah, for sure. 
So I'm taking Volkanovski to retain. And main event, oh, before I get to that, we already discussed the main event, but I'm taking Jorge Masvidal just so for people who don't know. I'm a Masvidal guy, and I'm not sleeping on Kamaru Usman. Kamaru Usman is a fucking beast, and he's a... Like I said, his night he lives to his nickname, the Nigerian Nightmare, and I'm not sleeping on him. I just feel like uh, uh, Masvidal has more pop to his punches, and people may think he's a hype train, but I just feel like he's finally getting the credit he's always deserved. He he's been not kicking ass. You you may he excuse me may rub you the wrong way. Some people like him, some people don't, but that's I, just what it is. I like him. I have. Yeah. Not, I have. I just feel like he's. Overhyped, but the, to me, it's the difference between him and Conor McGregor is that the hype he he backs it up with his performances. People back up Conor McGregor, but when he loses, it's like, oh well, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Like, bro, he was talking all this shit and he loses. I mean, in the beginning part of his career, he was backing it up, he was kicking ass. I get that, but when you're biting more than you can chew, when you knew you were not, you didn't have what it took. To beat Khabib, you knew that he was gonna ragdoll you. You didn't take your training serious. Why the hell did you do that? And to say that you want a rematch with him is doing us a disservice. You're gonna have to convince us that you're ready for that fight. When they say Khabib McGregor two, people are like, uh, nah, I, I I don't really want to see that fight because we already know what's gonna happen. Uh-huh. You're you're talking about a guy that's in his own lane, his own planet. Ain't nobody fucking with him right now. Anybody as long as Khabib is in the lightweight division. I don't believe anybody can fuck with him. Until I see Gaethje fight Khabib, and that's the guy that they say his wrestling is pretty fucking good. I don't think he can. Uh, I don't think Khabib has the power to knock out uh, Gaethje, which I doubt is going to be a stand-up battle. Maybe like in the in the end rounds, but um, the wrestling. That's I'm curious to see that. Another point that he said was he doesn't know why I say. Uh, Masvidal is the face of the UFC. Well, according to him, I believe if my memory serves me correct, I believe he said Khabib is the face of the UFC. And I get that. I get that people love Khabib. He's a fan favorite. and He was not a fan favorite at first. No, because his style, a lot of people don't like his style. Exactly. When you see his style, you, it's not the most attractive style. Let's just be honest. But he's a champ. He's the champion. I'm not giving that. I'm not up. saying. I'm not saying he's a champion because he holds the title. I want to say he's a champ because he he's he undefeated. just he's no he he. I want to call him the Mayweather of UFC. Okay. He I, might not be the most exciting fighter. Yeah. But he's a champ. He yeah, wins. Champ. And I, and and you cannot say this. And I'm not taking away from him. I'm not taking this away from him. I'm not sure if I'm absolutely correct. Maybe within the past few, maybe it's changed, or I don't know how people feel in the yeah, Quinta fight. I'll have to go back and look at it. But from what I've heard, this is the only guy that has never lost a round in the UFC. Like, you can lose a round and still win the fight, but this dude has not lost a round. Every round he wins. Every round that he's fought mm-hmm. in his career, all those fights, times five in each, never lost. He's won every single round. That's domination at its finest. Khabib. Khabib. So do you... Wait, 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 wait. So with all the facts, you still... No, no, no. It, it's, it, you, one thing is being good. Another thing is being the face of the UFC. You know what I mean? Like, some people don't feel like Canelo Alvarez is, is the best in, in boxing. But 
He's, he's he's the face of the UFC. I mean UFC. He's, he's the, the face, face of boxing. boxing. That's just that's just what it is. And right now. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm not yeah. gonna say for years. Yeah, but yeah. No, of course, just right now. And and Masvidal, look at how shit just changed right away. You cannot tell me you're not more excited from Burns to Masvidal, bro. That's it. It's a fucking difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. BMF yeah, title, yeah, of course. Of Big course, difference. Of course, of course, of course. So what are we talking about here? So when he wins, let's just say he wins. If he calls out McGregor, what's going on? If he calls out, uh, um, who who can he call out? Uh, Kobe Covington. Uh-huh. You don't think that's gonna do? If he calls out anybody in there, it's just him. His presence brings hella fans out there. He could fight Leon Edwards that people don't even know that much. But just because of what the content that was brought up with him fighting him in the back, that would sell. That's controversy. And it brings up... And Khabib has no controversy with anybody. How many people do you believe at home? Not, 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 not there. At home. Watched him fight Dustin Poirier. I don't believe he had that much. I think he a lot. Some people watched it. The diehards really watched it, but to say that one was bigger than the BMF uh, fight, there's no way. There's you have no to way. understand Nate Diaz was in that fight. Okay, what does that mean? I believe that the name Nate Diaz is bigger than the name Jorge Masvidal. At the time, maybe. At the time. At the time. Do you think with the hype that Jorge? Had beating Ben Askren and just the hype of Nate Diaz, I think they were here. I think they were equal. Yeah. I think both had their fans. Both had their fans and they brought it. But he ragdolled him. He fucked him up. So that doesn't even... We're not even worried about that. You could run it back again. Well, we're talking about... I mean, because to me, I, I put it with facts, stats of the face of the UFC. But I gave you the perfect stat. I told you that people don't feel like Canelo Alvarez is the best boxer in the world. And they're not fans of him, but he's the face of boxing. Let's just point it out. And you may not think that Jorge Masvidal is the best fighter in the game, better than Khabib, but he's more popular than Khabib. I don't think, you I don't, have to be I don't, more popular. I don't think he's more popular either. Okay, let me give you a better scenario. Who's more popular, Khabib or McGregor? I won't say at the moment. Bro, stop beating around the bush. Tell me what you think. When, when the fight happened, why was it so popular? Because before that fight happened, unless you were a diehard UFC fan, you didn't know who Khabib was. Yeah. Not you, people, the casual. Okay. The reason why the casual saw it is because McGregor was in the octagon. Obviously, because of McGregor. This one? No, let's not go to this one. I'm saying. And McGregor but is not better than you have to understand, at the time, McGregor so, was semi-undefeated. The, the, the Nate Diaz. He lost to Nate Diaz. The, the, that wasn't really, because he wasn't prepared for that one. Which, okay, so you're going to keep that same energy if Jorge uh, loses? No. You said he wasn't prepared. This no, dude no. has six days. It's different. Okay. Because uh, you're just not, you're, you're, you're giving me, you're doing a double standard. If you're going to hold McGregor to a certain standard, you got to do the same for him. And like I said, nobody believed McGregor was better than Khabib going into the Khabib fight. But yet he was the more popular fighter. He was the face of the UFC. If he comes back. People want to watch McGregor because he's so popular, which you said, or a lot of people say, he's the face of the UFC because every time he exactly. fights... Exactly. He, he's more popular. When he, when he, fought he is Cowboy. popular and he has the stats to back it up. He has the stats to I'm back it up. I'm not saying that Jorge doesn't have the stats to back it up. It just he's not, his, popula- his popularity rate is not as big to what? me. Not to me. It's just because he popped off late. 
That's he what I'm saying. He popped off late. So so we're talking now. We're exactly. Talking now. We're talking now. He's not up there yet. So you don't think if Khabib, I mean, if uh, McGregor fights Masvidal, you don't think there's a hype behind that because of not not because think, of McGregor. I, I think it'll be more for. Masvidal. I think it'll be more for McGregor because of his popularity. No, because they will want to see who is popular. They're both popular. They're hella popular. Yeah, but I want to say McGregor's way more popular than Masvidal. Uh, because he, uh, you could say that because he popped off early. Uh, because of his style, because of his mouth, his mouth, yes, and because of his winning record. Yeah, uh, yeah, you could say his winning record, but uh, if you look at the stats, Masvidal has more. Masvidal has been winning. Yeah, he's been fighting longer. He has thirty-five fights. Is it thirty-five or forty? Thirty-five wins. Yeah, how many fights though? Like forty 40 something. It's like I think it's like forty something because he has five losses. Yeah, it's like forty-six. And the, uh, oh no, he has thirteen losses. My bad. Yeah, thirteen losses. And this is the guy. This is why I, I like him because this is the guy that can lose. Yeah. And and look where he's at now. It, so you've lost fights. Yes, I you wanna, have. Okay. I didn't want to bring it here. I let's think, go, bro. We got to come back strong, bro. We I think he's. Around I here. think he's in his fifteen minutes right now. Since okay. Nate Diaz, since the BMF title, his no, fifteen minutes started. No. What about when he fought Askren? That was a big hype fight. I don't think that many people knew him that like that though. No, they didn't. I know think him. I think people started knowing him whenever Nate Diaz called him out. No, he had. It I was want to say I want to say he had the real fans supporting him, bro. You don't but, think that fucking kick went viral? But the hype. Oh no, I'm pretty it was viral. I'm pretty sure it did. So who's this guy? But I'm pretty sure not that many people knew going into that fight. No, but that, that made him viral. So you cannot yeah. tell me that. Uh, what made him viral was that he has the the knockout made him the, viral. And that's a record. He has the record for the uh, fastest knockout, bro. But the way he did it, exactly. A fucking knee. Yeah. Was that okay? That was was that before or after Nate Diaz called him out? That was before that. That. So what's going on? That lined him up. No, but he was already popular. Is what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that he was popular because of that, and it went viral. So when Nate Diaz called him out, it just went even bigger. Yeah, that's because that's, he was already a popular guy. He was beginning. He was already popular. He, I'm, I'm just telling you to what me, it is. I'm, I'm not the most knowledgeable person. I'm more of a hype fan. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's and what that's I'm, what I'm trying to tell you that you know the stats. Okay. More than I do. Yeah. I go based upon hype. Yeah. And there was hype behind. And it. The, the entertainment of the fight. I didn't know who he was until that that knee, mm-hmm. but he wasn't a big fighter to me. To yeah, me, yeah. okay, yeah, he yeah. was just. I can agree with that. To me. He was just lucky that day, but I knew he could fight. But that knee was luck. You think it was luck? Yeah, I mean, well, he, I mean, it was a hell of a, a, a hell of a knee to the head. I think it was just a hell of a game plan. I think he studied his do opponent you, to do perfection. You, do you think that he, that Practice his plan it. was just that knee, and that's it? Do you think that was his whole game plan? Well, let me no, his you. game plan is to always go strong. Let me let me tell you this: before when that fight came out, there was a video that surfaced. Him practicing that same knee and that same movement, I'm pretty sure th- this is why I say he studied his opponent to perfection because he knew he was going to come in and try to grab him and put him down. So he said, I'm going to practice this knee, and if I hit, I, it's over if I hit. But if it didn't hit and it didn't land, no, it wouldn't have been over. But for him to start off that way because he knew the reaction that he was going to get as soon as the fucking buzzard rang was just studying to perfection. So you can call it luck because it landed. Yeah. But game plan wise, he had it in the tuck. No, I definitely believe that he's a great fighter, and I definitely believe that he gets prepared for any any fight. 
Like he's I won't say he's ready for uh Usman. Yeah, I just feel like yeah. So but I, we, we but the discussion here is the face. Yeah. I do not believe he's the face. I believe he's in his 15 minutes of fame. Why would you say that? If you just finished telling me how good he is. He's good, but he's not the face. I want to say there's way better fighters than him that are way more popular. Which is who? Name them. More popular? Way more popular. Okay. I I highly and very, very much disagree. Who's more popular? If you say John Jones is popular right now more than Jorge Masvidal, you're out of your fucking mind. He's not popular. He's not he, more popular. He is more the face. He's been around longer. He's been uh, exactly. He's been winning longer. Yeah, because what, and what, he's been bringing and he's been selling out pay per views longer. The, How many pay per views has Masvidal sold? Um, not not as much as John Jones. Okay, not as much. How as many pay per views has Khabib sold? Uh, more right. Pay per views. Yeah, like main event fights. How many times? You want me to be honest? Probably just a McGregor fight. Has well, nah. Which one else? Because the like I said, the Poirier fight, which was the one after, he didn't. He I don't think that was a big pay per view fight. I don't think that was a big one. Like I said, I don't think any a lot of people watched it as much as they did the McGregor fight. And before the McGregor fight, a lot of people didn't even know him. Okay, another fighter that I believe that I don't like, Cormier. Is he bigger? He's a, he's a bigger name. He's a bigger name, but he's not more popular than Masvidal. I want to say he is. Absolutely not. I want to say Cormier, Usman, definitely McGregor. You can compare. Them. I want to say Poirier is bigger than Masvidal. Nope. Sorry. We, uh, There's a reason why Poirier fought on a free card. But I want to say he's m- more known. Well, he was more known before, and he's probably a bigger name than what Masvidal has been. Throughout his career, throughout his whole career, there's. The, I want to say. I, I just want to say that Masvidal, his 15 minutes started after that knee, and to right now. I just feel like you're you're using the time that he popped off. The reason why he popped off, and and the like re- I know he has a long history I, of fighting and being great at fighting, but to be the face of a sport, you have to be doing it for a long time. You have to be the face. Like you have. To I be the one that people think about when they think of the sport. I just think that you, uh, I just feel like you don't, uh, when, when you think of the sport, you do think of both of them. You think of Masvidal, you think of Khabib, you think of McGregor, John Jones. But those names will pop up. Why? Because they've had. If anything, to me, Masvidal is like number 10 on the list. I disagree. Because if you think about it, they had Tyrone. You're, for, you're forgetting Tony Ferguson. We had Tony Ferguson? You don't think he's above Masvidal? Above right now, as far as popularity, right he's now. a he's a fan favorite. We're not talking. We're not talking about right now. We're talking about you've been calling uh, Masvidal the face for a long time. No, I've been calling him for the face for a long time. I think he's been the face for like the past two years. Uh... I haven't said he's been the face forever. I'm just saying within the past two years, I think he has been the uh, the most. 2019, he was the fighter of the year. Point blank. Period. He was the face of the UFC for 2019. He fought like what four times, three times. So. Like, come on, he he, you got to give him his just dues. He was he well, was he's mo- he's make he's working his way up. And we're in July. He's working his way up. We're in July. If he were if this pandemic wouldn't have happened, he would have already fought. He would have already fought a big fight. It would have been the Usman fight would have already happened. Even if he were to take a loss, he can still make a badass fight. If Khabib loses, it's kind of like. 
what more can you do? And I think he's won so much. He fought three times in three times, right? In Askren, Askren, Till, and and Nate. Nate, yes. Those three and and knockout. Well, knockouts in two and a fucking so, ass beating in in the third. Well, it was uh, it was uh, it was stopped. That sounds like a like an excuse. Nah, yes. okay, he did win. Well, to he, me, he beat them the fuck up. What do you mean? But he didn't. He it was to me. Oh God. He could have. He could. He was supposed to win. If it would have continued, but he, it it wasn't a knockout. It was just a. It was a stoppage. It was a stoppage because freaking Nate Diaz has a freaking uh, cut rubber face that as soon as you strike him, bleeds like crazy. Whose fault is that? Mm-hmm. Tell him to put a helmet on then. But that's that's my argument. I just feel like as far as popularity goes and face of the UFC, I just feel like Masvidal right now is unfuckwittable. I just think he can make, he can line up against anybody and make a big pay-per-view fight and sell hell of uh, pay-per-views. And Khabib can do it if he fights McGregor. But who else would he fight if uh, if he were to fight Poirier again? Let's just put an example. You think that sells? Probably not. If he would have fought Dan Hooker, a lot of I people... I think it would sell now. Oh, Jesus. If anybody hears this, please leave a comment. I will be posting this uh, this segment on our Instagram page, and, and I'll let the people decide. Let the people decide who, what and why they feel like or who they feel like is the face of the UFC. But as far as I'm looking and the way my view looks at uh, UFC, I don't think there's anybody bigger than uh, Jorge Masvidal right now where you can just attract so many fans, so much attention, and just built a fight in six days, and you jump in, and you just blew that shit all the way up. If that shit was already going to sell just because of the card, that fight just made it a whole lot more interesting. A whole lot more interesting. And if anybody tells you... It made you, it interesting because... He's an interesting guy. Because of the... It's little, him. To me, because of the little beef they have, and because I just want to see... I, I want to say that this is a test for both of them. Okay. For L- last question. and Masvidal. Like, for them to... Bo- both of them feel like they're the best of their division. Last question. So this is this is the test. Last question. What what fight do you think uh, everybody was more excited to see on this card? Besides, before Masvidal was jumped into the mix. Peter Yan. Peter Yan? Uh, I disagree. I think Max Holloway versus uh, Volkanovski was more interesting because that was the part two, and the pressure is on but, Max Holloway to win. But do you feel like it's going to be this, a repeat of the last match? I told you I'm taking Volkanovski. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure a lot of people feel the same way. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like The attention is there. They yeah. weren't looking at Burns. It's going to uh, be... Uh, they weren't looking at Burns, Usman, because Usman is a good fighter, but... I'm gonna be honest. He doesn't really sell like that. Like he doesn't really sell. Like he doesn't, he doesn't sell. Yeah, but you throw in Masvidal versus him, bro. That and shit just changed it. That's the fight everybody wants to see. Volkanov. He just smashed Volkanovski versus Max Holloway out the fucking water. Like that's a fight that people, the diehards, and a lot of people want to see. But that Masvidal Usman, bro, that's on another fucking level. He just tuned it up because to of a the thousand. Beef. Because of the beef and and, him. and because of he's like he's electrifying. They want, yeah, they, well, they want both of them, too. Yeah, he brings the show, brings the fans, brings on uh, brings on everything, bro. And the, it, but I, I, mean, I, I did want to see uh, Burns and, and Osman. Yeah, but like the casual. I mean, we've spoken so much yeah, about yeah, the yeah. UFC that, I mean, we're interested in that. But the people that are just at home. Because I felt that Burns has been like an underdog, underrated. He's on the road. And, I, I honestly and I believe he has a potential to be a champ. I believe he had a shot yeah. to beat him. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, like as far as I'm concerned... 
I just think uh, Masvidal is right now the face of the UFC. Let us know what it is. We'll, if you agree with me, it's all good. You may agree. You may not agree. But that's the whole point of this podcast. We'll catch you next week. Take it easy, man.